welcome back to Engaged and Divorced, the podcast, episode six. Woo! This is the podcast where I wear the ring. And I'm trying to figure out this damn thing. Wow. Every week we get so much better at this. It's just, yeah, it's really coming it's just together. clicking. I'm very impressed. I know. I knew we could do it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> proud of us. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, if you're new here, I'm the engaged one. I'm Kylie. Mm-hmm. Wedding is coming up shortly. Yep. I'm Shaylee. I'm the divorce one. And I have a few dating updates from <gasps> last week's episode, which if you missed it, you you want to go watch it, okay? Because we got pretty tipsy. Oh, yes. That one was a fun one. We had a lot of fun. We were sweating like crazy. It was really hot. Luckily, today, it's nice and cool in this yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been nicer. It's not as hot as that day was. Woo! But, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys got to check it out. <laughs> it's very entertaining. <laughs> it is pretty. It's a different side of us. And I, I'm like, we yeah. should do it like once a month. So let us know if you want to see more of that kind of content. Yeah, but, and give us ideas, like drinking game ideas yes, or topics, whatever you want us to do. Yes, we want you guys to just keep giving us suggestions. Mm-hmm. This is for you guys. This podcast is for you. So, so date update. Um, last week, I was about to go on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. And um, we had good vibes with him. He's, he's, he's really cool. So we met at a restaurant and had like breakfast. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. And... very like we clicked immediately like he's really calm and like Mm -hmm. very similar to me in a lot of ways uh the only problem is he's like pretty bad at communication (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to word it yeah he'll go like one to two days without texting me back and i i get it for some people that's okay but for me i need more than that yeah that's really and i recognize that myself okay so that's normal then i wouldn't like that like i'm not very good at texting back but like two days that's a little yeah that's a little crazy sometimes like 20 a little more than 24 hours i don't know and mm-hmm. it, so i brought it up to him actually okay. twice so the first time we met i brought it up and then we went on a second date mm-hmm. and i brought it up to him then as like a oh this is this is making me ner- kind of nervous you know yeah. and he's like well i've just been really busy because i'm about to move so he's moving like across the country this month oh yeah so there's is. that too so it's like literally i'm just getting to know you and you're moving across the country and you want to make this work, but you're not willing to, like, text me. He's just like, I don't like texting. It's not my favorite. And I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to work out. So is he doing anything like, to change it? Or is he just, like, saying get over it? Well, he's basically saying, like, after he's done moving, he, he'll he be able to text me back. And I'm like, no, life is always busy and crazy. Yeah. Like, if you don't do it now, you're never going yeah. to. Yeah, that's an excuse. So I feel like he's a great person. Yeah. Just not for me. Darn. Yeah. But I also have a roof guy update. What? So this is this is episode two. We talked about roof guy. Didn't we mention him again? I don't know. Maybe we mentioned him again. I don't think we did. I feel oh. like the last time we we've talked just, about him was episode two. About him, so. Yeah, we've talked about him. Oh, okay. So it's not really an update for you. <laughs> you already know everything. Yeah, yeah. Like. So uh, my parents ended up finding out about about him, um, and immediately dad was like oh he'll go out to coffee with you he'll go he'll go with you i'm like dad he didn't text me back so clearly he's not interested in me and he's like oh he will be <laughs> like he's like he will be one day you just give him time thanks dad 
<laughs> Thanks for the advice. <laughs> well, it got to happen because we were like standing in the kitchen and um, mom works with this woman. We'll call her Betty. Yeah. For the sake of privacy. And she's like, we're trying to hook up roof guy with Betty. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> cool. And then mom was like, wait a minute. We should try to hook roof guy up with Shaylee. Wait a minute. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I already tried it. <laughs> and they were both like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, so man. I came clean about it. And yeah. So ever since then, I swear, like at least once a week, dad is like, hey, do you want to go see roof guy with me? Oh, roof guy is coming over to watch the apps game. <laughs> Does he actually come over and hang out? He hasn't yet, but oh. dad keeps saying he's going to come over. And I guess he just recently like, sprained his ankle or something. So he hasn't been able to come over. <laughs> oh, no. But he's become like part of the family. He's our dad's second son now. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Roof guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird because now dad is like almost trying to force it. And he, I feel like he's going to make it awkward when roof guy comes over. He'll be like, I'm going to go to the store. I'll let you guys alone. Yeah. <laughs> something like that that's yeah that's all i got so far for the update but man we're excited to hear more we'll see if we'll see if roof guy comes back and i'll I'll keep Ooh. you guys updated with time hashtag roof guy hashtag roof guy love it mm-hmm. any other dating update or updates get it oh <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> all right no, not there's not really anything else. I kind of got off the apps for a while. Now I'm on them just to send screenshots to my stories and make fun of people. Yeah, I think it'd be fun if we read um, like dating profile bios. Yes. Because some of them are just so dramatic. I agree. <laughs> that would be fun. So maybe coming soon. Yes, I'm, I'm actually creating screenshots right now so that we can go over some of these uh, dating profiles and just roast these Ooh, guys. I'm very excited for this. And we should do that in a drinking episode. That'd be fun. Yes. We just roast. Roast them. I'm here for it. Over the fire. We'll go outside. And get a fire, fire ban. Fire ban. <laughs> We're not under fire ban anymore. We will yes, be next we week, probably. We are again? Mm-hmm. Since when? We're not even allowed to have like a like wood burning in the backyard. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Always a fire ban. Always. I only know because I wanted to have sparklers for my wedding. And I can't. But it's okay. Sad. It's okay. Okay. Today's episode is a reflection of one year leaving my marriage. So I left in the beginning of June 2021. It's now the middle of June. So we're a little past the year mark. But Mm -hmm. by the time you guys will listen to this, it's going to be like July or August. I think July, (laughs) yeah. But yeah. I asked you to send me some questions, um, and I am kind of just going to go over these and see what I feel comfortable sharing and what I don't. Mm -hmm. Like I've said before, I don't know if I want to give specifics, um, but I do feel like some of these questions are really good in the sense where I think they could help other people, and so that's why I wanted to do this. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where to begin with this, but (laughs) just pick a question and answer it, I guess. Okay. This question is from G. Dre, I think is how you say your name. Do you ever miss your marriage? Mm. I've gone through like months, certain months where I miss it more than others. I think 
in the month where everything became official and the divorce happened, like that's when I really missed it. Mm-hmm. And it's it not, yeah, yeah. And it's not like I, I don't, I don't miss the marriage mm-hmm. part of it. I know this is kind of strange, but I don't really miss like the marriage part of it. I miss the companionship, yeah. Having a best friend who lives with you, who knows everything about you, like that familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you don't have that anymore, that's that's really weird. And plus, I'm such a caretaker, and I love taking care of people and I very much like took care of him like mm-hmm. it was very much a part of my my role if you will so that was weird too it's like not having somebody to care for even though I have my kids and stuff mm-hmm. obviously but like last night I mean mom and dad like this huge dinner and they were just like whoa you don't have to do this I'm like no this is like what I love to do like I love to serve people like that and it's kind of how I've been so that part was hard because it was like where do I put my energy now <laughs> yeah if that makes sense I get that so yeah, I definitely miss the companionship part, but we are rebuilding our friendship in a mm-hmm. new way now. It's different for sure, mm-hmm. but hopefully with time, like we can just be friends and be mm-hmm. thankful for the past and where it brought us, which is with our kids and stuff. So be colon 96. Who ended your marriage first, you or David? This is a hard question. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, I'm the one who chose to leave. But it was like a series of things through many years that brought me to that place. And I think like that's the case with any woman. I think women are fighters. Mm-hmm. We they stay. Don't yeah, yeah, we don't give up. We stay. We stay. We hope. We pray. Mm-hmm. We... we are willing to do the work and put in the time and the effort. And then like the morning that we wake up and we're just like, I'm done with this shit. Like it's done Mm -hmm. when we've decided it's done. It's done. And I feel like our partners can get confused with that and be like, wait, this came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, it's been there. (laughs) It's been there for years and years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. She ended it. (laughs) I ended it. That's the answer. <laughs> I know. I'm probably giving too long of answers for this. <laughs> Katie Ertz, did your marriage get better for a while after your initial split years ago, or did it never repair? Oh, good question, That's a Katie. Really good question. Yeah. So the first time I left was in 2016, and we were only separated for three months, I think. And honestly, that was not a separation. <laughs> I had left. I was like living with my parents with the kids, but he still came over and visited and like we still made out and did other stuff. Like it was not a separation. It was like, <laughs> I, I don't, you just weren't living together. That's it. Yeah. I And I wasn't, I just wasn't strong enough to mm-hmm. make a decision like that. Yeah. I think like we need to be easy on ourselves when we make when we have to make super huge decisions like this, because we may not be ready for it at that time, but you will be ready for it another day maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I was. It was like, I didn't have the strength yeah, to fall back on. And I was so used to like being a people pleaser and catering to his needs that I was just like, we'll get back together, I guess. And we'll figure it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Did it get better? I mean, I feel like it did temporarily, but there were still so many um, things that, didn't change exactly and um, also it's really hard 
forgiving a person that you're with every day? Like, can we just talk about that? It's really easy. Not It's not easy to forgive ever, but it's a lot easier to forgive somebody when they're in the past mm-hmm. that you don't see all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. But when you're like living with this person, you have kids with them, you're raising your kids together, you're married, you have to do all the married mm-hmm. things, like you live together, all of that. And you're trying to like forgive and repair the past while moving forward. It's extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, even with marriage counseling, we were in marriage counseling for many years and it still wasn't enough. And I mean, I would always recommend to go to marriage counseling first before you make any huge decision like that, because I do think marriage counseling helps a lot of people. It just didn't for us. So Deandra Kissler, did you keep your ring or did you have to give it back to him? I don't know how these things typically work. So I don't even know this answer. Yeah. So he didn't ask for it back. Um, I actually kept it and I'm going to give it to Eden because the diamond that was in the ring was actually his mom's diamond from her earrings. Okay. So she had two diamond earrings and she gave one to her daughter who got married um, a few months after Mm -hmm. we did. And then she gave one to my ex so that he could put it in his ring to propose to me. So it's like a family diamond. So I wanted it to stay in the family. I wanted to give it to Eden. So she has, she'll have the ring and I don't know what she wants to do with it, but he hasn't asked about it. No. And if he does, I'll be like, I'm just giving it to Eden and yeah. he'll be fine with it. So yeah. Um, you could give it to Jude to propose one day. That would be cute. <laughs> <laughs> I already told Eden she could have it. So. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Don't ruin her dreams. Um, R.C. McDaniel. How did you tell your kids? This is one I'm not proud of at all. This is something that I wish I could take back. Um, because of the way that the situation kind of went down, I decided to like leave without telling him. So because of that, I didn't want him to find out. So I told the kids like the day of, like Mm -hmm. as we were moving stuff out of the house. And to this day, Eden still talks about that. And I realized that that was not a great decision. Um, I'm sure it was very traumatizing for her. I didn't know what else to do in the moment. Even as I look at the situation now, I'm like, well, what other option (laughs) Was there exactly? I don't know. Because you're taking all your stuff out. Like, it's not just like, you have to explain kind of what's going on. Yeah. Can't just be like, I'll tell you later. Because I feel like that'd be harder. Right. So, I see where you're coming from. It was really hard. Um, They were upset about it, you know. And then, of course, later on that day, like, I actually talked to them. And he actually came over. And we talked to them together that day. And told them we were getting a divorce. So, they found out all the things in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <sighs> That's the hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. There's just no right or wrong answer to these kinds of things. Right. But I always say like one day they will understand, you know, yeah. and it's hard for now, but one day they'll, they'll get it and they'll be, they'll be happy for you and they'll be proud of you. So, yeah, I hope so. WLK photos. Do you wish that you left sooner? I don't know if I really wish that. Um, I try to live my life with no regrets. So 
I think, like I said earlier, I think it happened when it was supposed to happen. I think that it was a series of events and decisions and just different points in my life that brought me to finally make a huge decision like that one. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have had the courage or the strength to make that decision without all the years of previous decisions that I had to make, if that makes sense. Yeah. So no, I don't really wish I left sooner. I do look back and I'm like, that was a lot of years, you know, but, uh, no, I mean, mm-hmm. as much bad times as there were in my marriage, there were there were also good times. Yeah. So I'm just thankful for all of it that led me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Good answer. <laughs> Maddie Lindahl, what helped you gather your courage to do what was best and leave your marriage? I spent like a whole year journaling and listening to podcasts and reading books and Googling and all the things like, I mean, I think I did that for the duration of my marriage, especially when I was heavily involved in ministry. Um, cause I used to be a worship pastor for those of you that don't know. So that was not an environment that was divorce friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what your husband says or does to you, like you don't, you're not really allowed to divorce within not all churches, but like within mm-hmm. the context, like divorce is just frowned upon. So, um, I never had that like safe sp- space to do that. I feel like, um, so I think deconstructing my faith helped a lot with getting the courage to do that. And then also having, giving myself permission to be curious and to explore what it would be like to leave finally for myself, you know, and to like, a, I mean, I used to read books and feel guilty about it. Like I shouldn't be reading this right now. Mm. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be thinking about getting divorced. I shouldn't be doing these things right now. Um, but the book untamed by Glennon Doyle was a big turning point for me. Have you read that? Mm-mm. You need to read it. It's so good. It's so good. I know a lot of people disagree with her. Um, <laughs> And have even, like, attacked me for reading that book and been like, oh, now I see why you got a divorce. Because she just gets a lot of crap for it because of her book. It's a lot about her divorce that she went through. Yeah. Um, Her husband actually cheated on her. And then she ended up marrying a lesbian. Like, she never even knew that she had feelings Mm -hmm. for women. And as soon as she saw her from across the room, she was like, that's my wife. It's a really interesting interesting book, but it also just talks about like not being a martyr as a mom Mm -hmm. and, and like following your heart, following your dreams, knowing what's best for you and doing it and not letting the outside opinions of others affect how you choose to live your life. That's cool. It was, it was really um, empowering for me. Mm -hmm. I remember just going on these long walks, just listening to podcasts, listening to her interviews, like just feeling so emotional and crying, but I was like writing down in journals everywhere. Like I found all the journals as I was moving out of my house and I was like, geez, I've literally been writing this down for years and years, but especially like the year prior, like it was just so heavy on my heart. It was like, I knew it was coming Mm -hmm. and I was preparing for it, Mm -hmm. but I was still in my marriage. If that makes sense. Like I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to 
happen the way it did. I was still hopeful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was like, I think there was a part of me that was just like, you don't need to hold on to hope anymore. Mm. Like you, you deserve better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, that was a really long answer, but yeah, I feel like it was just many, many years culminated (laughs) that led me to that decision. It's not like you just woke up one day and you were like, not at all. Do it. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. And he, I mean, I had been talking to him about it for many, many years, but especially we, we went on two family vacations before I left. And that was just so hard because I had already made the decision to leave at that point. And I had to like put on a happy face in front of the kids when we went on these vacations together and act like everything was okay, even though it wasn't. And he knew it wasn't like I I communicated it, Mm -hmm. but I think he had like faith that I would come back or something. I don't know. He's very much an optimist Mm -hmm. and I'm like a realist. So I'm like, no, when I say something is going to be the way it is, like, it's going to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Not going back on your word. Yeah. CS Girl TGM has two questions. Number one, how did your parents take the news or did they see it coming? My parents knew some details, but I feel like I had done a really good job of protecting him and not sharing a lot of the things that I had gone through. Um, just out of fear of like it affecting the way that people see him or it affecting the way that like people treat him. I don't know. I just didn't want people to really know because once you tell people things, then you're held accountable. Yeah. You didn't want people to be like, just leave him, you know, like you weren't ready for that. So exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly it. But once you actually get out there and you tell somebody and you tell another person Mm -hmm. and you tell them, that's how it started with me. It was just like, I think I started with mom and dad and then I was like telling like, my best friends and then you mm-hmm. it's so empowering because mm-hmm. the response I got was just like nothing but love and encouragement yeah, and acceptance and kindness for it. And you know, people who know me were like, you've been fighting for years. Like I'm proud of you and I'm proud that you made this decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't think my parents were necessarily surprised at all, but when they found out, <laughs> additional stuff. I think they were surprised because I had just been bottling a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. Second question is what was your breaking point? Uh, there was just a specific um, moment where I was going through something really hard and um, I don't know how to word this. I yeah. wasn't treated kindly. Um, and that's and that's what I've had to tell my my kids too. It's like I don't want them to ever look down on him or to ever look at him differently. Yeah. As they grow up, they'll make their own decisions, of course, but when they ask like why did you guys get divorced? What was the reason? My answer is because daddy wasn't nice to mommy. So mm-hmm. that's all we have to know. <laughs> yeah. And it was just that specific thing was just like, okay, I've been I've spent almost 12 years here literally it's just like i feel like we're just going in a circle and it's not moving forward and there's so many differences between us like there's some questions in here about our differences of faith and yeah rocky mountain beauty bar asked like did christian fundamentalism affect your marriage yeah it definitely did um 
for me, I feel like as I'm questioning my faith and working through this right now, even still, I think that I could still be with a like somebody who considers themselves an evangelical Christian and respect them and be kind to them. But I think a lot of people in that space can't necessarily give the same kind of love and respect mm-hmm. back. Um, there's the whole, like they, you know, and if you believe this, it's totally, it's fine as long as you're not shaming other people for it. But there's the whole idea of being unequally yoked. Yeah. To me, being unequally yoked is like how you treat each other. Yeah. So like if I'm dating an atheist and he's very, very kind and very, very loving to me, that's not unequally yoked because Mm -hmm. he's showing me Christ more than somebody who let's say is a Christian and is treating me wrongly. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So all that to say, um, I think we focus on like the wrong things in the Christian church a hundred percent. And um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, so focused on labels. Like, what is your religion? Uh-huh. And then that's like, that's how you judge a person. I don't, I don't want to know anything about you if mm-hmm. you're not this. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you face that just a little bit. Yeah, with your relationship. Um, and it's just like it's really just it's annoying because it's nobody else's business. <laughs> no, and I don't care when people say that to me. I'm just like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> get over it it is nobody's it's nobody's business and um he definitely struggled to understand where i was and i I tried to explain it to him but i don't know it definitely affected it and then you know the church always has something to say about divorce like i said earlier and the church that we were at tried to say something about it and i was just like i'm not listening to anybody else's outside influences anymore like i know who i am i know what i did i know why i made this decision and i'm not letting anybody try to talk me out of it Mm -hmm. like i think i've just let church leadership silence me for a lot of years and i'm done with that so Mm -hmm. i'm really free now (laughs) that i'm out of that world and yes he is a pastor still so the kids do go to church with him and i like that they have they have both like they go to church with him and then when they're with me um we still have discussions about god and jesus and stuff but it's like from another point of view too so i feel mm-hmm. like they're really well-rounded if that makes Definitely. sense like, yeah they have lots of they have lots of different ideas and they know that they can believe for themselves yes which i think is really important to teach kids yeah. you know abby always asks was his support for you on instagram and youtube not genuine or real what are your thoughts on this kylie <laughs> as my sister <laughs> um i think it was genuine Um, I do also know that like, if like the more you post about your relationship, the more insecurity there is. Um, and so that could have been a part of it, but, um, I I could tell that he like, he genuinely like supported you with what Mm -hmm. you did. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he still does. He still asks like, how's Mm -hmm. YouTube going? Like, how are things going? I think none of that was was yeah. fake. I think what made people confused was like, you guys seem so happy and so in love. Yeah. And with that, it's like, well, social media, you can't judge. Right. Anything. And all marriages, if you're married, you know this, but like no marriage is perfect. Right. At all. You're not going to post on Facebook, the fight you had earlier. Yeah. I mean, some people do that, but <laughs> um, like, it's not, it's not something that you're going to 
share with the world is your issues. I always made a point to like share that we had hard times and share that we had, you know, marriage problems and that we had been separated and all these things because burped again. Sorry. I never wanted to sugarcoat anything. I wanted to remain real with that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he comes from a place of optimism, so he didn't want to talk about like those things. Mm -hmm. Even today, he hasn't shared his thoughts or opinions about anything with the divorce on social media, which is his thing. And he doesn't have to. Right. Right. Totally. We're just, we process things completely differently. If that makes sense. Yeah. For Um, sure. Joe, Joanna is as a seven. Sorry if I'm butchering these names. (laughs) Do you resent your ex? Depends on the day. (laughs) I try not to. I really try not to like not forgiving people or resenting people only does only makes your life harder. And doesn't help your healing at all it doesn't help you move forward it kind of makes you stagnant in your grief so i've tried really really hard not to come to a place like that but i have my moments for sure mm-hmm. i think we all do where i just like i'll just need to vent about something or you know just say like Whew, this was really shitty i just need to like yeah get get this off my chest you know yeah yeah but Ultimately, I know that when people hurt others, it's because they're hurting. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of been somebody who tries to fix people comes along with that thing of like just trying to do everything for everyone. I feel like if I love people enough and I support people enough and then I can fix them and I can help them and I can heal their trauma and I can do those things. That's not my responsibility. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with in the last year or two. It's just like whatever stuff that he couldn't work through, it wasn't my responsibility to do it for him. It's like that with any friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not, we are responsible for ourselves. We're not responsible for everybody else. Yeah. I don't know who needs to hear that, but somebody needs to hear that listening to this right now. You are not responsible for the mistakes that others have made or the way that other people have treated you or the way that they're processing their trauma or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Retweet. Retweet. Um, Jen Dunn, 75. Are you still friends with your ex? I kind of talked about this. Um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of surface level right now just because we're trying to figure out like what this looks like. It's so weird to go from being married to not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have to, like, change the relationship almost. So when you have kids, you, you need a, a friendship or even yeah. just, like, a being cordial with each other. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he comes over to the house on holidays. He came over on Christmas and... Halloween. Um, Halloween, the kids' birthdays. He was over on Father's Day mm-hmm. two days ago. So, yeah, he comes over and he hangs out and hanging out together as a family. And the kids really love it when we're all together. Mm-hmm. So I know that's important to them. And it's like, I'm willing to suck up whatever emotions I have or whatever feelings I have about the situation and just be cordial and like, yeah, hang out. Right. And I really hope that we'll always be able to have a good relationship in that way. Yeah. That's my, that's just my biggest hope through this whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't want this, this podcast episode to be like, bashing him in any way i'm trying super hard to be careful with what i'm saying this is 
an interesting question for this video. Good golly, Doc Molly, how do you deal with the temptation to compare your life to others? Um, I'm assuming this means like comparing yourself to others in their relationships. I don't know. So <laughs> I've actually kind of had to unfollow some accounts that I used to follow simply because it's just too painful to like see their thriving relationships, if that makes sense. And I know mm -hmm. it's, this is only for a temporary season, right? Like this isn't going to be forever. Yeah. Yeah. But as you heal. Yeah. I think it's really mm -hmm. normal too. I remember one time when my friend lost her baby, she had to unfollow me off of social media because I had Jude right after that. Yeah. And it was too painful for her to see it. Yeah. And I completely understood. It was like, you just for do sure. what you need to do for you. For sure. So I think the hardest part is like seeing happy marriages, um, and then being like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have that. I never had that. I waited too long. I blah, 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 blah. And once again, it's like, I'm literally comparing myself to somebody's highlight reel on social media. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of this stuff is genuine and real, but I'm sure some of it also is not. Yeah, so, we don't see everything. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that because I am pretty idealistic with that. Um. The other day I was pretty triggered when I saw somebody's like really happy video. And then I was just like, I feel really dumb for being so like triggered by someone's happy moment. Like I want to be happy for them, mm -hmm. you know, like I want to feel that for them. And I think you can be both. I think you can be happy for others and still sad for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like one social media post made me like turn into a ball of tears and then I just cried and let it out and then. I was good after that. And then I was like, good for her for being in this incredible marriage. Mm -hmm. Sarah Fleet 92. Do you have a specific plan to maintain boundaries while co-parenting? <laughs> wow, I'm still question. trying to figure this out. Um, I'm working on boundaries, but it's just, it's really interesting because once again, as your dynamic changes, you have to change what's comfortable and what is not. I think it was like a month after I left, he just like, came into the house with like mcdonald's and like knocked on my door and was like i have food for you and i was like what are you doing here yeah so we had to have a whole conversation about it and he was like oh my gosh i'm sorry like i didn't even think about it and i yeah. was like yeah i get that i get it like i don't know i'm trying to navigate this too i totally understand so i feel like almost this question is interesting because i feel like it changes a lot do they mean like with him or like in future relationships Ooh. I don't, well, they didn't say anything about future relationships, oh, okay. but that's a whole that's other I thing. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't let him we'll meet see. until you know that. Yes. I have, I have had that conversation with him before where I was like, when you start dating, do not introduce them to our children unless this is somebody that you are in love with, you want to spend the rest of your life with, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, don't just introduce them to anybody. Right. And he was like, yeah, obviously. He agreed with that. So we're we're on the same page there. But yeah, I think I think the boundaries constantly change and shift. Mm -hmm. And you don't even really know what they are until you're in it. And then you're like, okay, this a boundary needs to be set right here. And you figure it out as you go. I'm just trying to figure out this damn thing. <laughs> Courtney McGarrity asks, what were you most excited and most nervous about? Um... I don't think I was really excited about anything, to be honest. Um, I was feeling empowered to leave after I'd shared 
with other people and found that strength within myself. So I guess that was kind of exciting to like have a new life. But I think the whole entire thing was absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was not it was it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. Like it literally ate me alive for months until it happened because I was planning it for a while. Um so none nothing in the experience was like this is great and exciting. There was yeah. not even a moment of that until like I was out of it and had finally started processing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So there's actually this photo that I came across the other day. And it was the day before I left, we went to a wedding together. Oh, yeah. Which was terrible. <laughs> Don't go to a wedding the day before you leave your oh, my spouse. God. Um, it just happened to fall like that. But it was pretty terrible and did i show you this picture did i send you a picture of it i don't think so okay i'm gonna show you now and then i'm gonna put it on camera so if you're watching on youtube you'll be able to see it um go on youtube to watch because then you'll be able to see it it's insane um i found it the other day and i was just like i don't even recognize this person and i sent it to a few of my closest friends and they were just like wow i've never seen you look like that (laughs) that doesn't even look like you (laughs) She's laughing. I know. <laughs> Why does it not look like me? <laughs> you're like, you're like, help. <laughs> you leave it to Kylie to laugh about this. This is supposed to be. <laughs> you're just not, you're not happy. You know? And yeah. it, you, it looks like you were crying a lot. Like your eyes are, you're like swollen. My face is swollen. Yeah. Like, like my were... face looks like a bowling ball. Like it's so yeah. fat and big because I would just like. That does not look like you. <laughs> so confused. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't. I was like crying nonstop. Like yeah. I, it was. I was not taking care of myself. Like I was You're so like, ready I to get out. You didn't even want to smile. Like look at my eyes. I don't even have like a soul in there. There's nothing <laughs> in there. <laughs> it's empty. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> it's I'm going to have a soul. Now I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it's pretty crazy, like, what being in something like that feels like, what it does to you and I'm your not, body. By the way, I'm not laughing at your pain. I just, like... No, I know. It's just, like, not... It's not you. It's... Yeah. I don't know. It's uncomfortable to yeah, look at? probably. Because you're, you're laughing because you're uncomfortable right now? Maybe. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable to look at, and then I feel really sad for myself. But then I'm like... Dang. I have a lot of love for that for that girl, you know, like the one yeah. who chose to leave. Knowing that this was going to be like the scariest moment in her life and I just want to be like there's going to be joy soon. Mhm. Like yes, this is still extremely hard for me. Every day is like a new challenge, I feel like, but I don't look like that anymore. Yeah. I don't look empty. It doesn't even look like you. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, like, what trauma does to our bodies, too. Mm -hmm. And just, like, how, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty incredible. So, seeing that picture made me realize, wow, I've actually come a lot further than I thought. (laughs) You know, because when when you're with yourself every day, you don't always see the, the growth. It's like small steps and then you fall or like 
you go forward a few steps and you go back and then you go forward and then you don't actually see the growth as a whole. Yeah. So seeing this was just like a great reminder of I made the right decision. Even when I doubted myself or I wondered if it was the right decision. It was. For once in my life, I finally trusted myself enough to say, I'm going to put me first. Mm-hmm. Good job. And I'm glad I did it. So. Just kidding. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the end of this. I think I answered all the questions. Good you've questions. Come, Thank you for sending yeah. those. I will say you've come very far. Like knowing, like seeing you through the whole process takes guts and you rocked it. We're all <laughs> in this together. Thank you. That means a lot. So, I feel like I should end this with something inspiring to say. I don't know. Um, I know there's a lot of women that are listening to this right now, and maybe you don't even know who I am. Like, maybe you just searched this podcast episode and you found it, and you're listening to it, and you're wondering if you should stay or should you go. Well, only you can make that decision for you. First off, let me say that. Don't listen to what your friends or family tell you. Don't listen to what your therapist tells you. I mean, my therapist was very neutral about the whole thing. She obviously knew the toxic elements of it, but was like, this decision is yours to make. Mm -hmm. She said, the one thing that I want you to do is to make sure you don't make a decision that you're going to regret later. So do you feel like divorcing him is something that you're going to regret later? And for me, the answer was no. So that helped me move forward. But Mm -hmm. only you can make that decision for you. And only you can do it in the timing that's right for you if you choose to. So don't let the outside opinions um, control that. You know, it's really important that you stay true to yourself and, uh, and know what's right for you. And... Um, my other piece of advice is to tell your friends and family if you need to. And I'm not saying just like minor relationship things. I'm not being like, tell your, you know, go mm-hmm. bitch about your husband not doing the dishes. Like, like those are minor things. But if <laughs> if there's some serious things going on in your relationship and you feel completely alone, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, please talk to somebody about it. Sometimes we don't even see how bad things are until we're talking to other people about it. And they're just like, no, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> even now today, as I talk to people, like, I'm like, I, 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 it's a lot of ways. I don't really know what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always asking my friends, like, do you feel this way when you're with your husband? Or do you feel this way? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, I don't. Or yes, I do. Or whatever. And it's always a different um, viewpoint than what I knew personally. So I think like being open and honest about those things and sharing those parts of your life is really key to figuring out the best decision for you. And then yes, if you want try marriage counseling, I think it's helpful or, or just even, you know, individual counseling. Counseling's great. It's helpful, but it's not always restorative when it comes to marriages and that's okay. You're not a failure if your marriage ends Sometimes things are supposed to end. 
and you're a better person for it. So good advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this episode was a really heavy one compared yeah. to our other ones. I've but... just been back here like swinging in my chair. I'm sorry. It's probably <laughs> like, really distracting. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I have to like, I can't sit still. So I'm just like, I was playing with the cord and then I was like, and now I'm just like... <laughs> it's okay. I know you have to get some work done. So yeah, I'm going to end this episode. Definitely. But... Thank you guys for listening or watching if you're on Yay. YouTube. I hope that this video answered the questions that you all wanted to know without sharing too much. Yeah. Maybe there'll be more shared a different time. Yeah. It depends on, on timing. Right. Exactly. So. so thanks for being here. We'll see you next Friday or we'll, you'll listen to us next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one comes out right before my wedding. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think. I was trying to do the math. I don't know. I think it does. I yeah. think you're right. So I'll be getting married tomorrow. <laughs> wow. The circle of life. I know, right? One thing ends so another thing can begin. Yeah. Because we got engaged July 2nd of last year. So it was like oh, right after. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll have a happier episode next week. <laughs> we will. But this is good to talk about. So. Yes. All right. Okay. I have the fiance. <laughs> and I've got the man out of the way. Bye. Bye. <laughs>